You know what, boys? There are some unexplained mysteries in this world. Some questions are hard to answer, such as, why haven't the Saints cracked a flag since 66? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Is dry cleaning all it's cracked up to be? And why can't I get Eric Taylor on this podcast? Fortunately, the last of those questions have been answered. Welcome, Eric, to the podcast. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. So before we get into this interview, you along with the boys have had a pretty solid pre-season. Now that the real thing has started, and unfortunately we went down by a game tonight, how'd you feel you were hitting them? Uh, pretty good, I think. We did all right tonight. We certainly did. Certainly did, and it was a big improvement on last season. Mm-hmm. Now, I was told by a certain team member you might be a bit prickly and a bit standoffish with some of these questions I'm about to fire at you. Even bossy. Any <laughs> thoughts on that? Thank you, Ashley Harding. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast for your second time. Beautifully played. Well, Eric, I'm going to run a few people's names past you. Okay. See if you can guess the common link. Now, by the way, this list was given nice. to me by my research at work, who I'll just call casually racist Kiwi. You ready? Yep. William Shatner, Neil Young, David Suzuki, Leslie Nielsen, and Alexander Graham Bell. You know where I'm going with this? I'm going to have to guess the Canadian. Uh, am, I, am I right? Very, very, very good, mate. They are all undeniably legends. Excellent. And more importantly, Excellent. mate, they are Canadians. And then there's you. Yep. So obviously not being from the country south of Canada, I don't need to speak too slowly, do I, for this interview? No. No, you're good. Fantastic. So, Eric, what part of Canada were you originally from, mate? I grew up in the West Coast on Vancouver Island. Beautiful. And your fondest memory growing up? Um, I don't know. Hanging out with my brother, I guess. That's nice. He's still in Canada? Uh, no, he's passed away. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. That's a downer. Hmm. That's all right. Move on. We'll move on. Okay, so back in Canada, were you active in a sporting sense growing up? Not a lot. I played a, a bit of soccer. Um, yep. I, I did some a little bit of martial arts, but not too much. Your average amount, I would say. Beautiful. So why the move to Australia, mate? Uh, I met I met my wife, Leah, here. I was here on holiday, and she was on holiday, and turns out she's Australian, so one of us has to move. And uh, that the rest is history, as they say. Yep. So you happy with the interview so far, mate? Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Yep. Well, I'm just letting you know that's about the end of the niceties, <laughs> mate, so it's going to go okay. downhill from now I was, on. I was worried about that, yeah. Okay. So not too bad, mate. So, Eric, last year was your first season being captain of these Pirates. Yeah. Quite frankly, it was we, an absolute debacle. We did not do well, did we? We did not. Three wins only, including a one-game nail-biter that we shouldn't have even got close in. Mm-hmm. Now, mate, being a captain, one mm-hmm. of your chief responsibilities is being able to place, being able to place all fault at the feet of one person. <laughs> Who would you like to fire that bullet at, mate? Well, can I, can I give it... Can I give it to uh, Robert Young, who is no longer, <laughs> no longer part of the side and unable to defend himself? Can I do that? Absolutely. In all true spirit, you've done very well by just absolutely <laughs> potting someone that can't respond. That's <laughs> lovely. Yep. Now, Eric, I understand your whole family plays tennis down at Sunbury. They do. Your wife, Leah, daughter, yep. Grace, and son, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Now that the dailies and Forbes have been moved on, when shall we expect to see Team Taylor take over the club? We did give it a crack. 
we, we played some mixed and we didn't do too well then either. So we might have to we might have to come back in a few seasons time. I will get to that very shortly, oh, okay. mate. So All you're right. doing very well. Do you well. have stats for that as well? Oh, there's no, oh, there's gosh. no, st- you can't improve on a negative, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so on a sporting front, Eric, mm. I understand your son, Ethan, is coming along well with his football at Sunbury United Soccer Club. Yep. Is there any chance he's going to be buying his mum and dad a nice property after he signs his first professional contract? I hope so. I have always told him that if he gets signed overseas, I'll come with him. I'll be his some kind of manager or something. I'll just come for the ride, yeah. How are you going to get back for Thursday nights? I don't know. <laughs> Spending up royalties, I guess. Fantastic. Beautiful. Now, would you prefer he goes down the football route or keeps at his tennis? Um, I think he's already made that choice and he's sticking with the soccer Mm, I'll yep. tell you what, mate, even though he doesn't play, or he may not be playing for much longer, mate, you know it's not going to be long before you're going to be the second best male tennis player <laughs> in the Taylor household <laughs> and eventually the fourth best player out of four in the, in the yeah. household as well, yeah. mate. Is that a fair assumption? Um, yeah, look, Leah had a head start on me, um, and, and Grace and Ethan are both improving quickly, but I think I can still hold my own in the family. I think I'm doing all right. Beautiful. Now... It's a lovely segue into your wife there, mate. Okay, yep. So I hear she runs Cake Me to Your Party. Is that correct? That is correct. How is business? Business is good. She's busy right now, probably as we speak, making uh, wedding cakes for the weekend. Fantastic. So it's going well, fair to say. Yep. Excellent, mate. So the question is, why haven't we seen anything come our way? In terms of cakes. Uh, You need to play mix. We ate some of Leah's cakes last night. And, but men's doesn't happen. It's just pizza. Well, maybe it should. Maybe it should. Maybe it oh, should. Maybe a okay. cake designed as a pizza. Uh, no, but I'll bring you some cake next time. How about oh, that? That's nice. I'm yeah. telling you what, there's going to be certain people in this team that are absolutely going to inhale it before the rest of us can get to it. Yep. And we all know who that is. Matthew. That's right. Mr. Clark. Fantastic. Now, <clears throat> Eric, as you know, tennis families are important to the fabric of not only SLTC, but all clubs. And I think it is absolutely wonderful to see families experience the highs and lows of the game in team sport. So my next question, mate, what is your stance on families playing together in tennis? Team I think, tennis. I think it's fine. I think it's good. That's good. Do it. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. Having said that, mate, would you go down the route you went down in mixed two seasons ago where <laughs> you had the whole family playing together and I think you only won the one match? Um... Uh, yeah, no, it was fine. I think we were just graded too high. I think we uh, with the, we got bumped up from from B res uh, sorry B special one to to B grade no B res one to B grade two. It was a tough step up. Um, yeah, we couldn't really hold our own, but I would do it again if we were in the right grade. Excellent. Sure. Describe your captaincy in three words. My men's or mix. Your men's. Ah, oh, gee. Um, well, let's let's say that I I brought the the cans with me, the balls. I brought the book. I organised the roster. I, well, maybe people didn't, you know, play too many weeks in a row, or not enough weeks in a row, or something. But at least that was better than Harding, surely. No, it's only three words, mate. That was about oh, forty-three sorry. words, mate. Um, three words. Come on. Uh, uh, prepared, punctual, punctual, and. Uh, and passionate. Three Very P's. Very nice. Three P's. Yeah. Eric Taylor, mm. on court, there are a few things I notice that I think six of the listeners out there would also like to know. Okay. Get into your head right now. Okay. Firstly, mate, the air swings when you make an error. 
How did that come about? Uh, I don't want to throw my racket and I don't want to hit the ball. So it's kind of like a, it's venting, but without actually doing any damage to anything. I like it. My next yeah. question was actually going to be, will you start varying this routine to ensure the racket does actually become airborne? Because let's face no. it, if let's face it, the team, apart from the key master, is devoid of good old-fashioned racket throwers. No, I'm not throwing the racket. Plus, it makes a cool whipping, whipping noise like you're some kind of ninja or something. It's oh, good, too. Oh, yeah. I like that. Now, secondly, and I'm intrigued by this one. Okay. The sneak attack. Yep. Where did you pick this up from, and how long do you intend to keep this up for before you realise it's not going to work? Kyrgios does it. <laughs> um, it works for him. So I feel like it's got a future in my game as long as I'm playing. Yeah, I'm going to bring it out every once in a while. Nice. So thirdly, mate, the constant chatter with Ashley Hitman Harding on court between points. Yeah. Are there any times during your on-court chats that you just want him to tell him to shut up and focus on the next point? I did that tonight. I feel like we slow start every every time we play. We lost the first two games. We needed to win 6-3 or, or better. And we started with the deficit, and I told him to shut up a whole bunch of times. I like it. That's like probably it. how I got my, my bossy... Uh, <laughs> Classic description from last time as well, yeah. Is there any f- chance in the future that you are both aiming to one day have a full conversation while the point is being played? Look, I am trying to get him to tone it down a bit. Um, he does like to talk, so it's possible a full conversation, probably, yes. Lovely. Is it going to be anything new in your bag of tricks that will make us all sit up and say, now there's a new one, I didn't know ET had it in him? Um, I haven't done a tweener yet. I was trying to do that the other season, so uh, definitely that'll come out at one point. Excellent. Now, in all seriousness, mm. Eric, apart from playing in a D special flag, which you were the premiership captain after Gabe Bonacci did his Achilles. That's right. You have got to be the unluckiest member of this team running around. You missed out and playing in a premiership. Yep. And miss playing in a losing semi. Yep. In your honest opinion, would some of the boys in this team be sitting on three flags if you had played in that semi? Yep. Yep. I like the straight bat, mate. That is very, very good. <laughs> and we won't get you to name them. Matthew. Yeah. Yep. Is there any particular time since you've been playing with this bunch of idiots that you seriously wanted to give it away? No. Never. Very, very Not for good. a moment. We love that answer. Now, getting away from the disappointments, and as per our first guest, there's been a fair few. Apart from winning flags, your favourite memory of all time? I think pre-interview we said we weren't going to worry about specific... Yeah. Uh, okay. much, anything? Yeah. You got nothing? Nothing. I've got okay. nothing. Beautiful. Any particular team you've enjoyed beating? No. They're all the same. And that is what makes you special, mate, because that is the exact answer. I, I didn't get that from Harding last time. He said, oh, it might be Merlinston. I didn't want that. I wanted him to say every team. Mm. So you've played that very, very well. Now, we're running out of time for this interview, but we're going to keep going. Okay. So I believe, Eric, you're well underway into undertaking your entry into Victoria Police. Mm-hmm. How is that going, and can you give the boys an update as to where that is at? Yep. For sure. So I'm half the way through, approximately. Yep. Um, and I need. To, I'm at the fitness testing and the psychological testing stage. So I've got an appointment on the 26th of August, ten days from now, approximately. Fantastic. I will pass the fitness. 
I'm confident of that. And psychological, who knows? Well, you are a smooth. Best. You're a smooth mover on the court. Mm. There won't be a problem with that. Now, is there any chance a few boys in this team might be looking over their shoulder when Constable Taylor is out? I think Clark probably <laughs> needs to look out. It's <laughs> a common thing tonight, isn't it? I tell you what. There are a few candidates around here should probably be charged with crimes of impersonating a tennis player. <laughs> Matthew. Now, just before we get to our final question, Eric, I've got mm. a new segment here, mate. Okay. I've actually got a few listener questions to ask. Yep. So the first, actually all questions, are from a chap called I'd Rather Work at Bunnings. Now, he's got a few to ask. Not okay. as good as mine, because yep. he hasn't put much research into this. But here we go. Number one, what do you actually do? I'm unemployed, so I get to do whatever I want. Good. That's, that's really it. <laughs> that's great. Straight yep. bet. Number two, they say the key to your fitness is your two-minute workout. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Eric, if anyone oh. would know about two minutes or less, it would be Ashley, wouldn't Ashley it? Ashley Harding, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, now tell he's us giving us, himself away. <laughs> tell us about that. Um, yeah, I need to be get in shape to, to pass the aforementioned fitness test. But, um, yeah, it's not really a two-minute workout. It's um, it's longer than that. It takes probably 40 minutes. Yep. Is that broken down into 22-minute segments? Uh, yeah, one of it is, yeah. That's excellent. Yep. How many naps do you take during the day, no, and how will this fit in when you're in the police force? Yeah, it's no no naps, um, except for under special circumstances. Um, no naps, and it's it'll fit in fine. Excellent. Yeah. <clears throat> Finally, Eric, I'm getting... <laughs> Jesus. He's out of control. It is out of control. Now, finally, mate, I'm going to give you a word association mm-hmm. test. Along the same lines as what I gave our first guest. Okay. Now, bearing in mind you were labelled as bossy by the first guest yep. in his description of you, the floor is now yours. Yep. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Matthew this, Clark. This is a bit of this is, this is This is... Word association. Matthew Clark. Three um, words or less. Giraffe. Lachlan Smith. Uh, placebo <laughs> tape. <laughs> Laurie Reynolds. Um, play with him today. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I have no words. Uh, Mark Foster. Um, he's the captain. Oh, it's well done. Yeah. Gay Benacci. Um, he was good to play with, wasn't he? Uh, Achilles, I guess. Achilles. Jeff Forbes. He seems all right. Never had any problem with Jeff. <laughs> oh, God. Chris Kaminsky. Oh, I can't say that. This is this has got to be. <laughs> he was an interesting character. I, I remember him scaling the fence instead of just walking around like a normal human with his, his uh, not very functional left hand, and it was a scary sight to I see think, him going over the top. I think he learned that in Poland. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump. Oh, he's an idiot. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of time for that sort of stuff, no. David Tumor. Uh, Dave's a good guy. He's helped me out quite a bit. Yep. Beautiful. Justin Trudeau. Um, current Premier, he seems like a good guy too. I, I don't know that much about him. I like it. Yep. Sneak attacks. Those are great. I, in fact, I haven't done any this season. It's only the first first match, but I'll I'll be bringing some of them in. Beautiful. Winning? Yeah, winning's good. Let's do that. Losing? We did that last season. Yeah. 
Ashley Harding. Ashley Harding. He needs to mind his own business a little bit, I think. He's <laughs> fired everybody up. He's made a lot of enemies. So, yeah, he just needs to settle down and keep to himself a bit, I think. Eric Taylor, thank you very much. No worries. Thanks, Mark. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. No worries at all, boys. That concludes part two of the uh, podcast. Um, unfortunately, the boys didn't get the bickies tonight. I know we'll be back better than ever next week. So, until then... I'm just about to wrap up as soon as I work out what I'm doing. And by the way, we're actually in the Audi uh, studio here tonight, boys. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful vehicle. We drove Ashley home before, and uh, he enjoyed it. I think he did. Anyway, uh, good night, and uh, good luck. Well, good evening, all. Welcome to week five of the podcast. See special one, Summary Men's Business. I'm your podcast host and captain, Mark Foster. I'll tell you what, folks, it's an absolutely packed podcast tonight. So keep tuned and strap yourselves in. We might be here for a while. This episode is, quite frankly, immense. Well, Thursday night was a really great test against a tough and steady opponent who had our measure twice last year, Keela East. From the first set to the very last, it was a roller coaster of a ride, possibly one of the coldest nights I've ever experienced on a tennis court. Sadly for us, the Sunbury boys went down by one game, three sets each, 30 games to 29. But more of that later. Hey, just for your information, boys, this podcast has now somehow infected itself into the global village, so you can also hear this on Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Beaker, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And once again, I've been well and truly inundated with feedback, which just goes to show one thing. Some of you boys definitely need to get a hobby. In all seriousness, though, the podcast is designed to make you boys laugh. Mostly at the hitman, because of course being the hitman means the material just presents itself. Anyway, underway. Listener, Hawkins hit the post in the 09 granny, but we'll take it, says, The sponsors would be very happy with your enthusiasm when mentioning their product. Hopefully it may lead to sponsored car when you get your licence. Fair call at 09 Granny, and thanks for the backhanded comment at the same time in regards to my driving prowess. Just for your information, we have a new sponsor on board tonight, which will be revealed. So obviously a new sponsor, of course, means a new segment, and I bet you boys are all drooling to hear that. Listener, Deezer the New Richmond had a few things to say. Notably, you are a loss to the radio world. Well... There is an old saying in life that some people have a good head for radio, which pretty much means all of us boys would fit that saying perfectly. He also went on to say we should do Sunbury Radio together and that he was very funny if I hadn't realised. Now, considering he'd made that remark at about 8.25pm, he's obviously got stuck into the plonk early whilst the kids are gone to bed. I think Sunbury Radio, however, might be a bit too small for the growing phenomenon, the juggernaut that is this podcast and the people who listen to it. Listener, I captain this mob of hacks to a flag, said, Another brilliant podcast in the books. Laughed all the way to work this morning. Now, my boys, sometimes on the highway you see dithering idiots just laughing for no reason in their cars. Obviously not that listener. And he's definitely not a dithering idiot. He's an absolutely quality chap. Chuckle away, mate. When you're driving, though, remember one thing. Kick up a rumpus, but don't lose sight of the compass. As for the hitman... Because I really couldn't be bothered coming up with an alias for him. As always, had plenty to say. 
which is no surprise. He came up with some pearlers. Another cracking show. Looking forward to the ET interview. Hopefully he doesn't boss you around too much. Musical production is still average at best, indicating I should be belting out Welcome to the Jungle by the Gunners. And no praising of Clark, his ego is out of control. Now on the subject of everyone's favourite premiership captain, he also said, maybe we should get rid of Clark now while his currency is up. West Meadows needs players, we need a new washing machine. Where does one start with that utter garbage, but still enjoyable feedback from the hitman? The more opening songs you request, the less I'm going to play them. And I've only got one thing to say to all of that, which will be covered shortly in relation to the mudslinging directed at Matthew. Last set Thursday night, Ashley. That is all that needs to be said. So with last week's stuff out the way, let's look forward to as to what's coming up in this cracking episode. So we'll break down round two, find out who's leading the Audi Player of the Year award, go around the grounds thanks to Pop Mummy Australia, and find out whose bromance is the most effective in a new segment. I bet you're all dying to know who that is at the moment. And of course we'll bring part two of the podcast with the long-awaited exclusive, yes, exclusive interview with Eric Taylor. It was funny, entertaining, intelligent and insightful. And Eric was okay too. So kicking off, the boys travel to Keeler East in search of two wins on the bounce. As I said before, it's got to be one of the coldest nights I can remember in a long time. No breeze to speak of, so that was a small mercy. Round two, of course, meant the debut of the veteran and all-round warrior of Sunbury Lawn Tennis, the sprightly 66-year-old Laurie Gourmet Sausage Reynolds. The great man, of course, had been overseas, so it was coming off a long delay of not having hit since last season. Rusty was the term he used to describe himself. Time, of course, would tell how accurate that description was. Now, folks, I've known Laurie for about 25 years, and he's still one of those gems in life who hasn't changed. Still the same sharp wit, and I'm pretty sure he might still be using the same racket. Last season, though, was a struggle for the boys against East Keelock, so it was a stern test we were up against. Our opposition was pretty much unchanged from the Round 9 clash, with the hitman being the only player from that 16-game smashing representing Sunbury. Now, whether Keelorese were expecting this to go... The same way as anyone's guess. <clears throat> I don't know and can't answer this for anyone else, but I thought they were a bit cocky warming up. And much to their annoyance, the night proved to be long and entertaining and nowhere near a bunch of round nine. So the lineups for round two were as follows. Foster one, Taylor two, Reynolds three, Harding four. Taylor went up to number two on the back of his outstanding Wednesday night form from the night before. Foster and Taylor were first up. And the first set would pretty much set out what a roller coaster of a ride it would be with a few lead changes. <clears throat> the Sunbury boys falling short, five games to six. Reynolds and Harding were up next, and what a cracking set that was. The veteran and the hitman getting the job done six games to five. Scores level going into the third. So Foster and Reynolds barely had a chance to get into the rhythm of the next set. They started off slow and went in reverse after that. A 6-1 smashing went against them. Keeler East, five up with three sets to play. At this point in the night, a spare court opened up, which meant the schedule changed slightly. Reynolds and Taylor went up against the opposition and were just edged out five games to six, whilst Foster and Harding finished slightly after that duo with a comfortable 6-3 victory. Going into the last, Keeler were up by three and it was anyone's game. So what would come next? 
Well, Taylor had been pretty playing pretty well all night against his man, whilst Harding was more than holding his own. The last set was pretty much a carbon copy of most of the other sets, a real arm wrestle. Boys, of course, needed to win 6-3 to get the draw at least. Before anyone could blink, the boys were two games to love down and staring down the end of the barrel. Now, what transpired next was Sunbury winning the next five games to have a stranglehold on the match and only needed to win the next game to ensure the victory. Well, I've got no idea what happened after that, and I'm sure the two involved don't know either, but all of a sudden, Keylor East had nicked the eighth game and broken serve to make it 5-3. Hitman's opponent, who we all found out later was only 16, yeah, to be fair, if he's 16, then so am I. Hadn't been too crash-hot in serving all night, but as things go in sport, about four or five points after a master class in pressure serving, Keeler East had made it 5-4, thus ending any chance of victory. Taylor and Harding wrapped up the next game to make it 6-4, but it was all over by then. Now, this is a good lesson for us all. 5-2 up. You've got to finish it. Don't let them in. Own that last game. And I'm talking about foot-on-the-throat kind of stuff. And I'm hoping that's playing on the mind of both boys. Don't let it happen again. And if any of us in the same boat, then we finish them off. I'm sure the top teams will be executing that pretty well. So let's be one of the top teams and make sure we do it next time. Now, the match finally ended up 30-29 to 29 Keeler East. Play finished at about 10.20, so it was a fairly long night. So what are the positives that's come out of this? Well, we really turned the screws on a much more fancied opponent. Whatever it is, structure, tactics, winning the big points, we definitely could have won that. Now, I did hear my direct opponent study thinks both of us might be a chance for top two this year, which is quite a compliment considering how we fared last year. For mine, a big, imp- a big positive, I should say, was Laurie Reynolds. Quite frankly, he is a 1,000% improvement on Rob Young. Now, I'm not sure whether that's anything to speak of, but he's definitely a step up in class. He's got the experience and the tenacity and the deep down built up anger from being frustrated, playing for Sunbury for a long time that we need. Considering it was his first hit in a few months, it's onwards and upwards for the wily veteran. Negatives? Well, to be honest, there weren't many. Just a bit disappointed we couldn't get over the line, but as with every negative, there is a positive. We're in a position to really wreak some havoc in this section, so I know all the boys are looking forward to the challenge. So after this week, let's go to the Audi Australia Player of the Year award. The votes were as follows. One vote, Laurie Reynolds, the Wiley veteran's first outing, ended up in him being five games down. Two votes, Mark Foster, had a shocker of a second set, but managed to hold his own in the other two sets against the number one. Three down for the night. Three votes goes to Eric Taylor, Mr Consistency. I'll tell you what, folks, hasn't he gone up a notch at least since last year? Well, he'd want to after his captaincy efforts from last season, and I'm glad he's bringing something to the tennis court. He broke even. Even Stevens for ET. And four votes. This pains me so very much, Lee. Ashley Harding. Mind you, if it wasn't for the captain's tactics, he wouldn't have been down at four. He dominated his opponent still and finished six games up. So let's go to the leaderboard, and my oh my, it is early days. This even pains me more to say. Ashley Harding is the early leader with five votes, ahead of Smith and Foster on four votes apiece. 
Clark and Taylor sit on three votes each, and Laurie gets his first vote. Actually, that doesn't say much. We all get votes anyway every week. So Harding and Foster, of course, have played two, so it's a good chance for the others to make inroads. In the words of the dearly departed Lou Richards, it looks like it's going to be a ring-a-ding battle. Audi Australia, if you've never driven an Audi or been in the passenger seat, then chances are you don't own one or know anyone who owns one, or ever will. Audi, Vorsprung durch Technik! Audi, get one now! Now thanks to the second sponsor, Pop Mummy Australia. It's time to go around the grounds for C-Special 1 action. So first up, Duda Gallup beat an undermanned Merlinston by seven games. Merlinston, by the way, had two emergencies playing for them, including a guy who hadn't played NSNTA since 2014. Royal Park produced undoubtedly the shock of the round, beating the much-fancy Tullamarine by three games after getting poleaxed by Sunbury the week before. St John Bosco continue on their merry way, defeating Greenvale easily by 11 games. Now, I know I said a couple of weeks ago that Greenvale had stayed in the same section, but for the life of me, none of these names on their team sheet rings a bell. So after quick calculation, boys, we sit at fourth. And next, week, uh, next week's game, see Keeler East travel to Tullamarine for the game of the round. Greenvale take on Duty Geller, while Millenston host the Giant Killers Royal Park. That roundup once again was proudly sponsored by Pop Mummy Australia. Ladies, did you know Pop Mummy Australia can custom make your dresses so you look like a million dollars for that all-important functional ceremony? Just let us know what type of dress you're seeking and the size and it will be ordered in. Pop Mummy Australia makes that all possible. Pop Mummy Australia is conveniently now located in Sunbury. Pop Mummy Australia, try it now. So, how do we look for last week? I should say, how do we look for next week? I'm not a time traveller, so I should have asked that correctly. Well, after this week's performance, I think we have the confidence to know we can go into any clash this season and have a red-hot crack at it. I've always been of the opinion that the team who has the biggest dip will get the result, so let's go out there and show them. Our dung heap too, so let's try and make it an undefeated season at home. Out this week is Harding and Foster with Clark and Smith coming back in. No history against this St John Bosco side, so it should be a ripper of a clash. Fourth versus second, but as I said, it's still early days. Now, one last thing from last night's game, and yes, it is a stat. So listen up for once and pay attention. Eric, you're excused as you told me you listened to this last week. Did you know that excluding last night, we are 7-3 and three when it comes to winning matches by six games or less over the last three seasons? Having said that, it shows that we are more than capable of winning the close one. It's about developing that mental edge. Now on to a new segment. Oh, and it's a good one. As it's got a bit of bromance about it, I'm proud to announce that Thanks to Candlebark Retreat in Beechworth, it's time for the Mmm, Get a Room segment. Yes, boys, this segment is all about who has the best bromance in the team each week, or in other words, who had the most dominant set. This week's winners were the Hitman and yours truly, Captain Marvel, in their 6-3 win in the fifth. Last week's winners was the Key Man and the Captain Romping, <laughs> Romp, to a 6-love win. I'll be updating you every week as to who's got the best bromance, plus the best overall records after round 7 and 14. Give you all a bit of suspense. 
Candlebark Retreat in Beechworth. What a magnificent establishment. Located between Chilton and Beechworth, it's perfect for that weekend getaway with your significant other. Yes, it's well worth a trip to Beechworth and Chilton, whether it's generally relaxing, having a beer, bird watching, or just visiting the magnificent Beechworth Bakery, it's the place to be. Candlebark Retreat, stay there now! So, that concludes part one of the podcast. We'll be back shortly with that interview with Eric Taylor. It's probably better than the first guest interview with the hitman. Tell you what, it's amazing when somebody comes up with something good. So sit back and enjoy.